Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. Garagelogic.com. Keyword passport. All right, you're good, Johnny. Check one, two. Hello. Hi there. Okay, a little higher. Perfect. All right, we're uh, good to go. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 209 on August 13th, 2019. 98 degrees on this day in 1880. 48 degrees on this day in 1924. And again in 1997 when your beach would have been uh, free of weeds. Thanks to Aquaside, but probably too cold for the kids to go swimming. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Suchere. I want to get two items about Epstein out of the way and then forget that pool until we, uh, until we get facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom writes, one of the best comments I've seen regarding Epstein's death. How can, this, how can some people want the same government that led the most high-profile prisoner in the country, who already attempted suicide once, die, want the same government to be in charge of every citizen's and non-citizen's health care? <laughs> That's not a bad point. <laughs> and another law enforcement fellow weighs in. Uh, Joe, I just listened to yesterday's podcast regarding Epstein. If you Google positional asphyxiation, which I probably won't do, (laughs) you will see that one can die without having to hang oneself from a ceiling. I'm a retired federal agent and once investigated an inmate's death in jail. The majority of his body laid on the floor beneath his bed, but using a a portion of the bed, he rigged up enough clothing around his neck and positioned his body in a manner that his weight easily and quietly cut off his air supply. The autopsy revealed that he passed out within seconds and death came within minutes. Inmates can be very creative. Ask any veteran jailer. Epstein probably didn't know how to commit suicide until he got into the facility, but he could have easily learned it from other inmates. Doug. Hmm. Yeah, I did look it up, and I don't like it. I don't want to look that up. I I don't want to look that up. I almost feel like having the conversation on air that we were having out in, out there because I am astonished about right, something. Full, full disclosure. Yeah. There are seven. This is the Star Tribune today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, was it a piece by, uh, it's from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. There are 700,000 podcasts with 3,000 new ones launched every month. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Seven hundred thousand. Okay, does that mean just in this country? No, I'm sure that's got to be worldwide. You got the Ruskies who got to have a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Hacking the Hacker Podcast. <laughs> How do we do it? This is according to the podcast production and hosting service Blueberry. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I don't necessarily think we need to have the conversation we were having out out in the prep room, but. Uh, you know, if you're a rubber duck, 
floating in a pond with 700,000 other rubber ducks. Uh-huh. How in the hell are you supposed to stand out? Well, some of and the we rubber, have been standing out according to just raw statistical yes. data. I think some of the rubber ducks are, are way different than what uh, we do because some of them are weekly, some of them are monthly, some of them are, you know, if a fella sitting in his basement talking about uh, right. baseball, but <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, right, given his thoughts on uh, because yeah. we're an open book. flowers. Because we're an open book. And I... We can talk about ratings, can't we, now that we're on a podcast? Yes, that's true. Well, towards the end of uh, uh, life on radio, uh, and this was true of many shows across the country, uh, we always contended that we had anecdotal evidence that we were uh, fairly widely listened to. Yeah. No matter where you would go, everybody knows Height and everybody knows Rook, or people would say, hi, Mayor. Yes. And yet this wasn't, that was was only anecdotal, and nothing could have been done with it. You Mm -hmm. can't sell anecdotal. Right. And then, uh, but we always thought, no, there's people listening to us. This this, this doesn't make sense that we, that uh, we were plummeting so far in the ratings. And uh, a lot of that's attributed to, well, it's AM radio. Uh, well, you were, uh, you were a speed bump on an all-sports station. You, you're this, you're that, and the other thing. Okay, fine. The podcast has corroborated, based on the numbers, that anecdotal evidence yeah. was, is true. Uh, my friend that works at the airport was at the airport this morning, and he was working at one of the gates. I think people were going to Orlando. And a guy boarded with his wife, beeped in, looked at my friend that works at the airport and said, How you doing, Rook? Good morning. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then walked out. Whoops. Did Whoops. I, just, yeah. I no longer think you have to keep that as a secret that really? you're working at the airport. Every, everybody that comes up to me at the airport says, you must be the friend that works at the airport. <laughs> the, the point I'm making, or the reason I'm telling listeners all of these things, is that uh, we're constantly behind the scenes. We're constantly trying to figure out how to stand out. How to, and, and so far, uh, we have been able to do that mm-hmm. because the format we took to podcast is pretty much not like other podcasts. Right. Many podcasts are single-issue topics. Right. And, uh, and I love interviewing people, and we'll interview people every time we have the, the opportunity to, whether it's an author or an or a astrophysicist from the University of Minnesota or whatever. We Tightly. love doing that. But the, we, what we did is we took basically a radio show that you can now listen to whenever you want to. And towards the end of our life on air, many people were already doing that. Yeah, we had a good head start, a good base. Because when we were on air for the last couple of years, you could still listen to the show in a podcast form. So I guess this is a long-winded way of saying that uh, we're going to continue with this format. We're just trying to figure out ways uh, to grow it, to make it stronger. Well, and I think so far the... The base and the majority of our success has been GLers that have been telling others. Uh, the 62-year-old guy that says, I don't know how to do it, finally was forced to learn how to go to garagelogic.com and hit play. I can't tell you how many times I've said to somebody, hand me your phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'd like to talk about that, too. I think it's a real cultural sea change. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the air. You know, if you're of a certain age in this country, you grew up with radio. And and making that transition to podcast is really is really a cultural sea change for people. But it, it is. But I mean, the radio dials in this state were were frozen by virtue of kitchen grease to WCCO <laughs> yes. for 
for 75 years, right? right? right. Think of the changes required in your in your thinking to, to realize, A, they no longer are that, that touchstone, nor, nor uh, KSTP when, when, you know, KSTP back in the days when it had Canon. And it, it, all of that's gone pretty much from, from the listening scape in this country. Yes. There are still a few heritage stations around the country, WTOP in Washington and uh, St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis KMOJ. Yes. That, was that ringing a bell? But, but for, for the most part, uh, this podcasting is the future. And I think it's fun. I think it's great. But I was astonished to realize 700,000? Well, and prior to us going exclusively on a podcast, Matthew, my 22-year-old, had already listened to maybe five or six podcasts that interested him. Uh, Barstool Sports, the, the uh, those knuckleheads that sit around and they just, it's like they're sitting in their basement right. and they're having fun and... Uh, th- so oh, the you're of, sitting in the mayor's office, right? And that's and that mental picture of even more so than radio, you feel like you're an extension. You mm-hmm. feel like you've got the second or fifth set of headsets on, even though you can't interact. It's uh, very relaxing. Well, I, I think that's part of being the podcast. It is a bit different than the radio show in that it's very relaxed, as opposed to you having time constraints right. and hitting everything on time. And we're we're all kind of, I and think, more relaxed. I think it's only improved you because yep. that last format we had didn't suit you well because that's seven to nine minutes of yep. talking, and then you just when you get right into it, you had to go to a break. Yep. You don't have to do that anymore. You're in charge of when you say, all right, I'm going to take a spell here and let's, let's come back. The other thing I've noticed is uh, based on these testimonials I get, which I appreciate, People going to Grunhoffers or EcoFun or Sodies or whatever, uh, those never occurred when we were on air. Never. No. Never. I think podcast listeners, if they like a show, that's just part of You become a big club. Mm-hmm. You're part of the club. Mm-hmm. And the listeners feel like they're part of the club, and they have no qualms about visiting these advertisers. Mm-hmm. Speaking of EcoFun, I just got off the phone with Tim Bloom. Okay. These back-to-school sale he's having on scooters is extraordinary. These are scooters produced by Lance and Sim, a company in California that's making scooters since 1968. They're going to give you an additional 100 bucks off the Race Star 49cc. It's the back-to-school sale price of 12.99, but now it's 11.99. Ooh, the Cabo 50 sale price of 18.99, now it's 17.99. The Havana Classic 50. That's 2-year warranty by the way, five colors available. Instead of 1999, it's 1899, and the same with the Soho 50, 1899. When you get the extra hundred bucks off from Lance and Sim, this is EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Great line of Yamaha motorcycles and Bentelli e-bikes, but right now a great back-to-school sale. Anything happens to your scooter? Tim will come in and get it for you. He makes a daily round in the Twin Cities for repairs. So you college kids and uh, high school kids looking for uh, ways to save Mother Earth or beat the man at the gas pump. Or going over that U of M bridge or get across the river. (laughs) These scooters are on sale now with an additional 100 bucks off at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Tell them you're a GLer. Hell, you might even get more than 100 off if you tell them you're a GLer. (laughs) I don't know. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Com. KMOX, by the way. KMOX in St. Louis? Yes. Yeah. It, did we post the new Greg Holcomb cartoon? I'm, I'm waiting for instructions on Mr. Reavers, but uh, again, I just pulled it up and looked at it. Yeah. It's, 
It's like he's it's like he has that fifth headset on and he's got a microphone in here. He has captured it. Also, uh, Greg notes he met a guy named Steve Stokel, longtime GLer. He builds custom tables, cabinets, and stuff. He also built his own motorized bike. The chain slipped off the sprocket, locked up the tire, and over the handlebars he went. Hmm. I guess he's okay. I told him an EcoFun bike would be much safer. <laughs> and then he uh, uh, released the new cartoon, which is, will be on the website before the day's over. Mm-hmm. It's a behind-the-scenes look at GL. Uh, it's it's crazy. I think Ingie's in this thing. Isn't that Ingie? How did he get in the studio? I don't know. Did he crawl through the ceiling tiles or what? <laughs> now, note this, GLers, if you're going to the fair, you got a great chance to, uh, how is Greg phrasing it? Participate in the creation of a, a cartoon? Yes. Uh, he's going to bring uh, everything needed to have a drawing for the winner to collaborate on a future cartoon. I will take care of the winner concerning contact info, etc. My thinking is the mayor draws the name sometime near the end of the show. I would like to add a person could enter to win for a loved one who maybe couldn't make it that day. In other words, you're going to participate with Holcomb in the creation of one of the cartoons. Free, there's no charge for this or anything. This is just Holcomb uh, being the artist in residence and fulfilling his duties at the State Fair. Also noting the State Fair... uh, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail Hail you. you! Joe, I'll be packing up my family from dying Seattle to make the pilgrimage back to Minneapolis over Labor Day weekend. In addition to the usual showing the kids where we used to live and visiting family, we plan to come to the fair uh, on the last Friday. I want to show my kids what it is like to get to the uh, Minnesota Great Get-Together and eat things on a stick, as well as expose them to some great common sense. Could you fill me in on what time you will be doing the show on Friday? And she's referring to August 30. Yes, because we're doing the first day of the fair, the twenty-second, and the last Friday of the fair, and we'll we'll be broadcasting immediately next door where we've broadcast for the last twenty-five years. We're just going to move to a larger venue and use the KSTP television studios. Yes, and that we'll be broadcasting from. We're podcasting from twelve thirty p.m. to two p.m. And for the first time in our what the twenty-eight years or twenty-five six years that Garage Logic. Has been at the state fair. You will finally get bleachers. Probably get some seats. <laughs> probably get some seats. Get, it won't just be a sea of people standing there. They'll actually uh, have some bleachers to sit in. You can rest assured we will also be making the trek to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats to pack up a cooler with dry ice in the hopes of bringing a taste of Minnesota back to the West Coast. If I'm lucky, the husband might also make some time for us to sneak away to RF Molder Jeweler to pick up a little something to celebrate our 27th wedding anniversary. I'm so forward, looking forward to our trip back. Thanks for helping me plan accordingly. Priscilla Fellows in Seattle. Priscilla. I love the name Priscilla. You don't hear that much. No. No. Uh, That's great. We're going to have visitors from all over. There's Reavers. Reavers is uh, speaking of 700,000 podcasts and 3,000 coming on board each month. Reavers is currently in Orlando, Florida at a big conference concerning this very thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I texted him, you sure as hell better learn something. <laughs> Get something out of it. I said, I just read their 700,000 podcasts. How are you going to make us stand out? Get down there. Talk to people. That's why he's there. He was very worried he'd have to wear a suit for one of the meetings. So Really? Yeah, that was one? his big concern, apparently. No, yeah. His suit is a baseball suit. Yeah. He's got a baseball uniform. <laughs> yeah. That was just him. He's landed at wherever he is. And uh, I'm going to forward that Greg Holcomb cartoon to him so that he can post it as soon as he gets to the hotel. <laughs> well, can he that post was his it? recommendation. Can he post it from his phone? Interwebs. All right. 
You know, no, he'll have to. There's a ho- there's a computer at the hotel. I'm sure. Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren will visit Minnesota to host a town hall on Monday. All right, I bet you can guess where she'll be appearing. I can't. I already know though, So, did you know already? Know I did that? not know that. That's but where McAllister. McAllister. Correct. Yeah. Four fifteen p.m. The presidential primary is March 3rd, not counting U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar. The senator from Massachusetts will be the fourth Democratic candidate to visit Minnesota in the campaign cycle. Visiting, oh, I had a Roycey-like gas launching you back. <laughs> Visiting the Twin Cities earlier this year were former U.S. Representative Beto O'Rourke and uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang? I don't even know who that is. You know, he's a businessman. Uh, <laughs> I don't think his numbers are... Actually, that high. You know, uh, my vote is available, uh, but no. You want me to call uh, Warren? No, 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 no Democratic candidate uh, so far, uh, with the exception of possibly Klobuchar, could I even consider voting for. So I remain politically lonely. Yeah. And it seems to me that the Democrats could win the election by coming up with a sane adult <laughs> who doesn't want to give away all your money. Uh, who understands that free college is uh, out of the question, who understands that universal health care might be improbable because the country's just too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that person is not that person has not appeared. Nope. Uh, I, Bernie I, Sanders, to me, is a fraud, a complete fraud. He never worked a day in his life until he became mayor. Well, Went through a couple marriages, lived off welfare. Yeah. He's a fraud. I would also... I would say Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, would have been the leading candidate, but they're just gobbling him up left and right. His own party is uh, his own. I mean, yeah. because he's not all socialism, etc. But they're they're so upset by the fact that he's not that, as far as they're concerned, he's a conservative. Well, Which so long as they, so long as that party, and, and you can imagine what a town hall with Elizabeth Warren will be like at McAllister. I you. probably should make an attempt to go. I think I will. And be a heckler? Hey, Warren. (laughs) What's it say here? Warren will appear at the Leonard Center Fieldhouse at McAllister College. Doors open at 415 and the event begins at 615. Tickets can be reserved via the Warren campaign website. It might be interesting to hear what, well, I already know what euphorians think. I already know how euphorians talk. I already know that we're in the midst of a mystery. I can't possibly imagine I'd I'd find anything there that would open my eyes except more corroboration of the fact that I'm I'm surrounded by mysterians. Well, if you do the the Who way might it, pummel me, <laughs> I'd like you to dress like you do on your walks in the winter, yeah. where you look like a bum, so nobody says, "There's Sushiray, get him, yeah, get him, <laughs> spit roast." Um, I don't know. I might have to. I might have to consider that. I could consider it a homework assignment, right? It's a nice facility. We'll be back in just a moment. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. 
All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800 Here's Joe Suchere. Well, John Height, uh, you've been reading President Trump's tweets today. He's yes. Been tweeting furiously. He's been very busy. And did he say, what did he, what has he said regarding the protesters in Hong Kong? Uh, all he said, uh, there's two of them that concern the protesters. One says, many are blaming me in the U.S. for the problems going on in Hong Kong. I can't imagine why, question mark. And then the second one was, our intelligence has informed us the Chinese government is moving troops to the border with Hong Kong. Everyone should be calm and safe. Well, no one's blaming uh, Trump for what's happening, uh, but people, including myself, would love it if he would speak up on behalf of the protesters. Yeah. I have a very good friend who uh, his first kid was born in Hong Kong. He was in, lived in Hong Kong on business. And then uh, the Brits uh, parted ways in, what, 1997. And as I understand it, uh, the people in Hong Kong wish to retain, uh, what's the word I want? Uh, it's an A word. Auto- autonomy? Autonomy. Uh, autonomy in part from, from uh, China. And uh, uh, But the government is trying to pass a bill where they could uh, extradite yeah. anyone from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And with uh, tremendous justification, the people in Hong Kong are saying, go bleep yourself. Yeah, right. That's just a way for you to come in here and... And arrest political opponents or dissidents, mm-hmm. and we want we want our autonomy, we want freedom, we yeah. want democracy. And I, I would love for Trump to stand up and say these people are fighting a good fight, and and we should be rooting for them. Uh, they were very sh- uh, shrewd to uh, occupy the airport. Mm-hmm. It's one of the busiest airports in the world. Terminal operations at Hong Kong International have been severely, uh, seriously disrupted. All check-in processes have now been suspended. This is the second day in a row. Uh, travelers have been advised to leave the terminal. Uh, protesters in the semi-autonomous city have had massive rallies since early June to protest an extradition bill that would have allowed any country, including China, to request the extradition of an individual from Hong Kong for trial. Many who oppose the proposed legislation fear that China could use it to arrest political dissidents. Well, of course they would. Mm-hmm. These people don't want to live under a communist regime. Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam eventually backed down, saying action on the bill has been suspended indefinitely, but the marches have continued as protesters demand an independent commission to investigate the police conduct in the handling of the protests. Uh, Tuesday marked the fifth consecutive day that demonstrators have occupied the airport. The demonstrations have become more heated since the movement's peaceful beginnings 10 weeks ago when hundreds of thousands of mostly young protesters marched against the government's proposal to change an extradition law. 
that would have uh, that would allow individuals to be sent to mainland China for trial. Hong Kong's leader, Carrie Lam, suspended that bill indefinitely, but stopped short of completely withdrawing it from the legislative agenda. At times, the protesters clashed with police who used tear gas, water cannons, rubber bullets, and other projectiles to control the crowds. And what's this one now? Hong Kong pushed to the brink of no return as airport protests continue. Uh, they cannot fly today. They will not. They've suspended all flights. A riot police have now arrived at the airport. Uh, I... I don't you instinctively have to be rooting for these protesters? Yes. Well, oh, if sure. you're on the side of freedom. Certainly. I'm on the side of freedom. I, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to uh, live under uh, Chinese communist rule. Uh, and I, I don't think anyone's blaming Trump for this. But we know what Trump did. He sees calls for him to say something. And in in the absence of him saying anything, he, he must believe that that somehow... They're blaming me for this. Yeah. Well, they're not. No one's blaming you for this, Don. <laughs> what we want from the lead, what's, you know, usually the leader of the freest country in the world, when these things happen around the world, they pipe up in defense mm-hmm. of those attempting yes. to uh, to wrestle freedom away from uh, tyrannical governments, and uh, that's all people wanted to hear, Don. I don't think anyone's blaming you for the for the dust up. That's a little touchy. I'm glad I'm not in Hong Kong. Yeah. Because I'd be a little uh, uptight about, you know, where's my flight? Well, that's, uh, I saw one report of a, of a businessman. He was just there and said he didn't want to uh, leave the airport because of what was going to be outside. And they said, no, you must leave. Mm-hmm. And so he had to go out amongst them, and he was very nervous. Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> what could, how, how stupid is A-Rod? <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't think the, the elevator goes all yeah. the way to the penthouse. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez, what, was in Frisco to do a ESPN baseball Ball game? game? Sunday, yeah. Sunday, and he, he had, his rental car was broken into, and whoever broke into it got a half a million dollars in valuables. Uh-huh. A half a million. You leave in the... <laughs> what What could be... What was that worth? I mean, what did he have in there? Jewelry, I know that, was part of the deal. Thieves reportedly stole a camera, laptop, jewelry, and a bag. Worth around $500,000. What in God's name was in the bag? No camera, laptop, or, well, jewelry can be worth five hundred grand. Yeah, I would guess and most of And a bag worth $500,000, and you leave that in a rental car? <laughs> and I guess that happened while he was having dinner at a restaurant. Cameras <laughs> probably got some pictures of J-Lo, so maybe that increased the value. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, you know... <laughs> KTVU received the following statement from Rodriguez. I am saddened that several items that were of personal nature and, well? and, and, irre, and irreplaceable or sentimental value were taken. I am encouraged that local law enforcement has security footage of the crime and are doing all they can to get the items back. Uh, he was at a restaurant uh, called Marlow. Uh, he was there with a group of people, and when he after he ate, he returned to the vehicle to find it had been broken into. Oh, I didn't see a report of what he uh, rented. What does uh, A-Rod rent? Uh, I couldn't help you with that. It was a black Nissan SUV. That's all it says. I don't know what what, uh, what Nissan SUV would. Uh... I mean, you rent a Bentley or something like that. You're probably not going to break into it. If I had 500 grand worth of stuff, 
I'm not leaving it in the car. <laughs> Bring it old. to the ball game? I'm taking it with me. They also, uh, the story I'm reading also says San Francisco has an epidemic right now of car break-ins, so mm-hmm. you'd think they'd notify the team to let them know, hey, uh, fellas, uh, they're having problems here in San Francisco. Don't leave stuff in your car. It's, right. uh, it's amazing. Uh, you, you ever notice all the ball players who have uh, gold necklaces and chains? My uh, my son, who watches baseball with me on occasion, brings that up every time he watches a ball game. That's just because they don't know where to spend their money. So they'll go into, uh, you know, half the Twins probably went to a jewelry store in Milwaukee yesterday. Yeah, in fact, they went they yesterday. But why wear them when you're playing? I, I, don't, don't, I, I wouldn't. I don't get that. I don't get that in earrings. But it's yeah. an example of money. Yeah. They're, they're so loaded with cash that they buy this stuff. They don't care if a necklace costs five grand. Yeah. I would just, just as soon see them invest in an S and P five hundred fund, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe Mars uh, and Power or, or a something. mutual fund for their uh, well being in the long term. But uh, they're young whippersnappers, and they really don't. Uh, but usually, have that kind of thinking. If yeah. you have, if you have money, you don't feel the need to wear the bracelets, to wear the chains. You, if you have real money, you become quieter. I think, unless you're in terribly tacky. Well, who was the ball player for Cincinnati who had his glasses taped together? Chris Sable. Chris Sable. He was always my hero because he yeah. drove a beat-up car. He, mm-hmm. His glasses had tape on them, and he probably was making a mill. Just so oh, I would think so. Yeah. He's not in the game anymore. Uh, no, is he? he's not. No, I'm going to look him up now just to see how he followed up his career. Yeah. He's but that I'm, thrifty. But I'm not talking about ball players. I'm talking about if you see one of the Ordways or one of the Nicholsons or one of the McMillan's walking around. They don't really need to tell you I'm a McMillan. No, they don't. Uh, no. And they're they're nicely dressed. They're well kept. Well, you shouldn't advertise your good fortune. That's Catholic guilt. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> he does still coach. He coached in the minor leagues, uh, and he also is coaching an independent team called the Green Bay Bullfrogs. Oh, yeah. And he's also just been announced as the new head coach of the baseball team at the University of Akron, Ohio. So uh, he's still uh, still in baseball. All right. Uh, all hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Over the weekend, my wife Sue and I made the trek back to Minnesota for a family gathering. Our youngest daughter, Sarah, brought several varieties of Grunhofer's bratwurst, maple, cheese curd, caramel apple, and even poutine to honor Oof. Canada, America's hat. We <laughs> had them for dinner on both Saturday and Sunday. Wild rice and cheddar was the most popular but we have had a wide enough variety to know all of Grunhofer's flavors are delicious. When the sun came out on Sunday, it was time to go out on the lake. While others readied the boat for skiing and tubing, I checked the beach. My dad hasn't taken my advice and started using Aquaside yet. Instead, he had a medieval rolling tool, so I took it upon myself to help my dad and remove some weeds. It was horrible. The device just barely worked at removing the weeds, and even when it did work, I had to clean the weeds off by hand while trying not to cut your hands on the blades. Unsafe and ineffective. After a long uh, period of backbreaking work, I gave up this hopeless task. I haven't give up, given up hope. I told my parents uh, Grunhofer's had the best brats, and they started buying them. Over time, they will give up on the manual labor and get Aquaside. They claim they... Uh, have moved to the lake because they want to relax and enjoy it. Hopefully, when we return next summer, they will have set aside their old school ways and start relaxing on a weed-free beach made possible by Aquaside. Sincerely, Dave Chapin, Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lakes shores for more than 60 years. Woo! 
with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. And you don't have to go out there with some 1680 uh, uh rolling pin to try to get your weeds. <laughs> Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. You just fan the pellets over the problem area. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for your family, so you don't need to let weeds overtake your lake or swimming hole. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Shipping is free, by the way. Call them at 1-800-328-9350. That's one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores keeping the nuts and bolts of life Joe Suchere Here's John Hyde. Is that That's my buddy Randy, right? That's the dude. I just uh, traded messages with him. He is going to show up at the fair. I said, come on over because the fellas would like to meet you. Uh, he was hoping the band was playing. He wanted to say that he's a really good bass player and a guitarist. Oh. I said, sorry, Randy. We're, we're just doing And the reason stuff. we're not having you, we're going to have you and uh, Dylan yep. riffing. Yeah, but we're still fighting that podcast prohibition against playing copyrighted music. Correct. Right. So that's uh, why we're doing that. But Randy will be there, so I told him come up, so he can, you guys can meet him, and you know. I want to stay in podcasting long enough to see that prohibition get lifted. Amen to that. I actually talked to a man in power yesterday who said there was some movement on that. Good. That uh, there's they're hopefully reaching an agreement with the. Uh, Oh, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, well, meanwhile, Stooge, send us anything you got. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, also, one other uh, thing to wrap up last hour's uh, Chris Sabo you talked about. Yeah. He made $10,377,000. Well, quarter, and he, so. did, he drove a beat-up car and mm-hmm. had tape on his glasses, so he's my hero. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Minneapolis police have launched a homicide investigation after a death late Monday night. According to the police department, officers responded to the 200 block of Westerer Parkway at about 11.50 p.m. Upon arrival, they found a man who had, in their words, suffered trauma on the bike path. Officers said the man was not breathing, did not have a heartbeat. The fire department and paramedics were called to the scene. Life-saving efforts were unsuccessful. Authorities pronounced the man dead at the scene. Officers worked to gather evidence and speak to those who may have heard or seen anything at the scene. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner is expected to release the man's identity and official cause of death this week. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or the Minneapolis Police Do we know if this was a shooting? We don't. We don't know that. Just trauma. trauma. Just trauma is all they're saying. Two boys in Crow Wing County found a sheriff's office badge that was lost nearly 30 years ago. The Crow Wing County Sheriff's Office posted on social media Monday that Captain Joe Meyer lost his badge while responding to a call about 30 years ago. Meyer said when he got back to the office, he realized he'd lost the badge but could never find it when he went back and looked for it. Now he has the badge back thanks to Zeke and Rex Larson of Niswa. The boys told the sheriff's office they saw something that looked like a law enforcement badge while on a trail. After going to check it out, they said it was partially buried, but upon uncovering it, found the badge with Meyer's name on it. After notifying the sheriff's office, Meyer was reunited with his old badge, Thank the boys for turning what he thought was he still a life. copper in growing County? Well, interesting you should bring that up. That wasn't in the story, and I went, why wouldn't you put it on the story? So I found other stories Thank from you. the area, and yes, he is still, right. still a member. Well, because reporting isn't what it used to be. Yeah, that, I was uh, yeah somewhat dumbfounded that that was not there. Uh, you talked about this a bit, Joe. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren brings her 2020 Democratic presidential campaign to St. Paul next Monday. A town hall is set for 6.15 p.m. August 19th at Leonard Center Fieldhouse. 
on the McAllister College campus. A Warren is gaining among likely Democratic caucus goers in Iowa, which holds the first contest on February 3rd. A Monmouth oh. University poll released Thursday found her at 19 percent. Only former Vice President Joe Biden at 28 percent had more support. February 3rd is their first yeah. official thing. Yeah. Former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci has broken forcefully with President Trump, engaging in a Twitter feud with the president and suggesting Republicans should consider a change to the top of their ticket ahead of the 2020 presidential election. Uh, Of course, he was an associate who once was one of Trump's foremost public allies. Uh, Trump and his former communications director, who's nicknamed the Mooch, have traded barbs over the last 72 hours, with Scaramucci saying the president has gone off the rails and Trump ripping his former employee as a bitter opportunist. Former White House aide said in a Monday morning interview, he remains a Republican, but he's neutral on Trump and is no longer actively supporting his re-election bid. Scaramucci accused the president of, uh, president of inciting hate and fracturing institutions and suggested the GOP should consider nominating somebody else for 2020. United States is delaying tariffs on Chinese-made cell phones, laptop computers, and other items and removing other Chinese imports from its target list altogether in a move that this morning uh, triggered a rally on Wall Street. The office of the U.S. Trade Representative said Tuesday it's still planning to go ahead with 10% tariffs on about $300 billion in Chinese imports, extending the import taxes on just about everything that China ships to the U.S. in a dispute over Beijing's aggressive trade policies. Most of those will kick in on September 1st. However, the agency says it will delay the tariffs to December 15th on some goods, including the cell phones, the computers, video game consoles, toys, computer monitors, shoes, and clothing. The news set the Dow Jones Industrial Average up almost 500 points in mid-morning trading on Tuesday. Will this encourage China to purchase agricultural products? I don't know. They're still going to put the tariffs on uh, the rest of the stuff. So Farmers are hurting. They're really they are. hurting. Yeah. Residents of the village, uh, this, this isn't good, I, I don't think. Residents of the village closest to the site of the accidental explosion of a prototype missile mm-hmm. that relies on nuclear fuel said they will be evacuated Wednesday morning for two hours. Mm-hmm. A special train will be dispatched in Russia to Nyanoksa to take them away, according to news organizations in Russia's northern region. About 450 people are said to live in the village, which abuts a military testing range. One resident told TV29.ru that at least some of the villagers would walk off into the forest outside the village (laughs) rather than get on board the train. The regional governor, Igor Orlov. I don't hear Igor anymore. Child 44. I can see him walking into the forest. Uh Uh, Insisted Tuesday the move is not actually an evacuation, but in his words, quote, a routine measure. Well, first of all, it's the commies, so you can't believe anything they say. Exactly. And two, we have no idea what the long-term ramifications of this might be for the Earth. Yeah. Those of you who believe you're saving it one light bulb at a time, uh, the commies just had a nuclear explosion. The missile blew up Thursday night, killing five workers from the Federal Nuclear Center in Sarov. American experts, as well as President Trump, have suggested it was an experimental nuclear-powered cruise missile designed as Skyfall by NATO and as Brovsnik, or Stormy Petrol, by the Russians. Skyfall was the, was the best James Bond movie ever made. I don't remember Skyfall. Oh, Skyfall was when... Uh, who was... Uh, which Bond? Who, who, uh, who's the current one? Uh, Pat, uh, Craig? Craig, yeah. Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was the best one ever. It was the the only one that had a legitimate plot. 
I uh, I haven't I've only seen one of the Daniel Craig ones. Oh, like, you're missing the boat. Yeah, you got to see Skyfall. Well, right. who is the bad guy? Uh, uh, Bandera. Uh, who am I thinking of? Antonio Banderas. Antonio. Antonio Banderas. Banderas is the bad guy, and he's the best bad guy ever in a James Bond film. And there is a plot because he was cut loose by uh, uh, the boss, uh, the woman boss. Uh, what's what her name? He? Judith, uh, or the actress. Uh, oh. Judith, uh, I want to say hence or something like that. Sure. I'm sorry, I don't know the name. Uh, and so it's it's just it's great. And Skyfall is the name of the house uh, in Scotland where uh, uh, Daniel uh, Craig, uh, our agent 007, was raised. Okay. And the uh, climactic scenes uh, lead us back to that house at the end. Hmm. I will. Uh, Starring Daniel Craig, uh, Ralph. Judy Dennis. Dench. Judy, Judy Dench. Dench. Yep. Judy Albert Dench. Finney. Oh, good. Sta- uh, oh, it's great cast. It's the best Bond movie ever made. 2012. There's a scene where they got a. He he has to get Judy Dench uh, out of there because she faces danger, and they go to this old garage on a street in London and open the doors, and there's the original Aston Martin still waiting <laughs> for him. And she said, "You're not going to eject me, are you?" I mean, it's, it's just great odes to other films, and it's just wonderful. I will have to catch it. Yeah. A Holocaust survivor celebrated her 104th birthday last week at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. And for the occasion, uh, got a little revenge on Nazis. She posed for a photo surrounded by 400 of her descendants, Mm. including her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Good for her. Shoshana Ovid survived the Auschwitz concentration camp 74 years ago. In the camp, she watched as her mother was ripped from her and handed to Nazi doctor Joseph Mengele, who performed deadly experiments on prisoners. Her grandson, Meyer Rosenstein, told Israeli reporter Sivan Mir. After the Holocaust, Ovitz met the man who would later become her husband, Dov Ovitz, who had lost his wife and four daughters to the genocide. The couple searched for surviving relatives together and lived in Austria before they settled in Haifa. Down. In Haifa, where they had two daughters and two sons. For her milestone birthday, Ovitz had one request for all of her descendants to come together at the Holy Jewish site, and her children and grandchildren worked hard to make that happen. Uh, Indonesian man is walking 435 miles from his home on a volcano in East Java to Jakarta in the hope of drawing attention to the area's quickly shrinking forests. And he's doing it backwards. Mm-hmm. 43-year-old father of four, Mehdi Bastoni, set out on his in-reverse journey in mid-July with the goal of reaching the capital by August 16th, one day before the Southeast Asian nation's Independence Day anniversary. He said, of course, I'm exhausted, but I'm willing to do this to fight for the next generation. My home is losing all of its trees, so I have to do something. I can take the pain and fatigue. When he gets there, Bastoni said he hopes to meet with President Joko Widodo, and highlight deforestation across the area, including at his home on Mount Willis, a dormant volcano. Indonesia suffers from one of the highest rates of deforestation in the world, that according to Greenpeace. He walks backwards every day under the sun with a rearview mirror attached to his backpack to avoid bumping into anyone or any objects. Along the way, supporters cheer him, offer him meals or a place to stay overnight. But Bastoni always leaves at dawn to stay on schedule. Uh, if you're wondering why backwards... I was wondering that. Why backwards? Why backwards? It's meant as a signal to Indonesians to reflect on the past. I see. And remember how national heroes fought for the good uh-huh. of their country. All right. Berlin's former Tempelhof Airport has witnessed some major events in its lifetime. A Nazi airfield during World War II it was the site of the Berlin airlift during the Cold War and most recently an emergency shelter for refugees fleeing Syria. 
2008, it was taken out of service and transformed into a gigantic park. Berliners can now be seen rollerblading down its former runways on summer evenings. But the airfield may soon take on a less wholesome role if one local politician gets his way. The mayor of Berlin's central Mitte district has proposed installing Werktungsboxen. Those would be booths where prostitutes can meet clients. Really? At the old airport, huh? At the old airport. I know that airport. Do I've you? seen it. Oh. He says it's a bid to improve the safety of the city's sex workers. He said it would include drive-in booths where customers can meet sex workers in their own vehicles. <laughs> okay. Which is the best place to meet them, right? Stefan Von Dossel, the mayor who represents the Green Party, is trying to combat prostitution on an upmarket street with a history of sex workers. said residents and businesses have been calling for a ban on street prostitution for many years, yet he notes that the Berlin Senate has refused to implement regulatory restrictions because it fears a deterioration of the overall situation. He is now proposing a restriction on street prostitution in the district, instead offering sex workers the booths and controlled areas in the bid, he says would improve the lives of residents and sex workers alike. Rookie, what are you doing? Uh, it's not ready yet, so uh, just wait for it. I, uh, somebody sent me something that we must hear. All right. Uh, this guy is a witness, but I'm not ready to, to go ahead and continue, John. I'll let you know when it's ready. I know the story. I, okay, I, haven't, good. I haven't seen I the wanted video. Joe to see the picture of the tree that hit the car, and unfortunately, I, that's not I've coming seen up. It. I've seen the picture. Oh, you've seen, seen the picture? picture? Yeah. Okay, then let's go with the audio. This is in Huntington, West Virginia. This is from WBAZ, and uh, here's the story. As the tree was cut down and landed right onto a parked vehicle, totaling it. We're told that car belongs to a Marshall student. You can imagine how upset she had to be when she came outside and saw her car looking like this. Here's a little of what that witness had to say. It sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It ah. just was crunch. It was, I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, what guy, what, you know, doesn't like, you know, destruction. Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies. But, hey. You know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now. The city spokesperson says the city... That, uh, but how about uh, the, the quote from Andy Swan, who I got this from on Twitter. Why can't this guy be the witness for everything? For everything. For everything. Yeah. It was kind of I'll have cool. to lift that. I'll, I'll borrow that. Oh, that was Sound like a bear can getting <laughs> yeah. crushed. Uh, in India... A young driver allegedly pushed a BMW he got from his parents into a river because no. he Why, wa John? he wanted a Jaguar. Really? What a dink. <laughs> the man, named locally only as Akash, is alleged to have pushed the brand new car into the water after he got upset that it was too small for him and his buddies. A video shows the car sinking beneath the water in Yamunanagar in Haryana State in northern India. Had to be pulled out using a crane, and police opened an investigation. Locals said he jumped out of the vehicle just before it reached the deeper water, and onlookers helped him to safety. A police official said the youth was arrogant and kept insisting he'd been given a Jaguar, that he be given a Jaguar, as a BMW was too small for him. Here's the crane, the audio of the crane taking it out of the water. They're just about to hook her up. Four, three, <laughs> two, one, zero. We've been waiting for this for years.
Today is unbelievable. Right. It really is. Little brat. The police said we would do a preliminary investigation, but this seems to be a personal matter. We will proceed according to the law. The lad's dad said, I wanted to give my son a birthday present. We could only afford, only afford to give him a BMW. Right. Well, he kept on insisting he had to be given a Jaguar. Tough times. So the vehicle was too small, but we thought he would be okay with it. We never imagined he would do anything like that. We have not uh, visited the failed academy recently. We have had a break because of the summer months. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're going to be returning to the failed academy in just a moment. It's the Rook here for Jack's Cafe. Jack's Cafe is online at jackscafe.com, J-A-X-Cafe.com. And as I told you last week, there's a great special I'm going to get to, and you need to ask for it by name. But I also want to let you know that they have the best patio, not only in the Twin Cities, not only in the state, probably in the country. If you haven't visited it, go ahead and visit it for happy hour. Go have a cocktail. Go get an appetizer. Better yet, why don't you take your significant other there for a delicious meal? Whether it's a pork chop, whether it's a a burger, steak, doesn't matter. They will give you the best service. You will be out of your mind, and you'll be going back there each and every time, especially to sit on that back patio. It is like you are transformed into a different time and to a different place, and you're not sitting right there in northeast Minneapolis. Generation after generation, Billy does a great job with his staff. And again, I can't say enough about the back patio and then the private dining. If maybe you have a work party coming up, maybe you're on the planning committee for your work party. Well, why don't you have it in one of their wonderful rooms at Jack's Cafe? They do a fantastic job, and they are a sponsor to Garage Logic, local owners here, and Billy does a great job with the staff. So go online to jackscafe.com and. Right when you're there, go make a reservation and ask them for sure about the GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu. You're going to love it. It's going to be a fantastic. It includes a bottle of wine. You can't go wrong with Jack's Cafe online, jaxcafe.com. Don't forget to tell them the Rook sent you. I'll see you on the patio. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suture Show. All right, here we go to the failed academy. With the rise of politically correct culture, students and universities have vehemently pushed for diversity and inclusivity movements, resulting in many things being labeled offensive. This is from the campus reform. It's brilliant. In the past, students have signed fake petitions to ban offensive holidays like Valentine's Day and even Christmas to push diversity and inclusion. Amid these ongoing diversity and inclusivity movements, campus reform went to George Washington University in Washington, D.C., where students previously voted to ban their offensive Colonials mascot. Remember that? George Washington students also previously told campus reform that President Barack Obama was the best president in U.S. history. Campus correspondent Ethan Kai asked George Washington students if they, if they supported changing offensive crosswalk lights because the walk sign only portrays an image of a white man. <laughs> How far will this movement and diversity go? Where will the line be drawn? Kids sign this thing right and left. I, I listened to the uh, video, watched the video, but the, the audio wasn't good enough to play on the air. As we students cross the street, we are told by the symbol of a white man when it is okay to cross, the fake petition stated. 
Many students from diverse backgrounds, including individuals of color, gender-fluid individuals, and LGBTQABBBBMMNOPPQQQ individuals feel oppressed by this. By signing the petition, students vehemently urge the university to consider changing the crosswalk signs. Well, first of all, the kids weren't bright enough to realize that that probably wouldn't be under the purview of the university. <laughs> yeah. That would be under the local uh, public <laughs> works department. Right. Uh, many students signed the fake petition. Even one university faculty member expressed support as well. Oh. There's definitely a lack of re- representation, one student said, about the crosswalk. Another said she thought the change would be one step to a more welcoming campus environment. Uh, That's so cute. Oh, my God. Yeah, a student said with excitement about the idea. I can see, like, I guess why, like, some (laughs) students have a problem with it. I'll totally sign that. Totally? Oh, that's so lit, another student exclaimed. I don't know what that means. Uh, That's great. Cool. Yeah, it means good. That's awesome. How do you guys know that? Well, I have a 24-year-old. 20 or 23-year-old. Where's it come from? 23-year-old like and 22-year-old. Yeah. Lit? No, like, like, lit not like fire. No, like on, like fire. on fire. That's yeah. lit. That's fire. Same thing. Uh, oh, gee. <laughs> and then they, uh, they, then I watched the video, and again the uh, the kids were just more than happy to uh, uh, to sign to sign the petition, even were. though the petition did not exist. <laughs> campus reform uh, is a site I visit frequently. Uh, college campuses are no longer bastions of higher learning. Leftist professors indoctrinate students with their agendas. They silence conservative students with their attempts to suppress free speech. We've been visiting the failed academy now for a couple of years on this show. Campus reform depends on the financial support of concerned Americans like you to report on indoctrination on college. I, I like it. I'm not sure I like it enough to donate any money to them. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I did get a kick out of the fact that this kid, he, a kid of ethnicity himself, uh, this uh, Ethan Kai, uh, uh, he he was the one who had the setup going, <laughs> and it was just brilliant. The hook they bit on the hook was they in just, They just swallowed the hook. Uh, campus reform went undercover to George Washington University to ask students if they supported changing the offensive and oppressive white man in crosswalk signs. Crosswalk signs. <laughs> I never thought of that. Now I'll never see it the same now way. Now you can see, <laughs> see, because he power washed it. He power washed it. It's going to ruin it, it for me. It never occurred to anybody to, to that, that that's a white figure in the no, crosswalk. It's, it's a, a walk sign. It's just a, uh, what's the word I want? It's just a... Uh, uh, a, a clinical... Uh, no, it's an idiot light. What do you call those things? Uh, no, whatever. It, it's Those kids then, they they power washed it to themselves. Because now the people who took this fake petition are looking at the crosswalk sign, and they're only thinking about race. Right. <laughs> Not even getting across the street. <laughs> Not to mention it has nothing to do with the school. It's a city street, and the city would have to be responsible for changing the signs, which I nothing will surprise me. Right. <laughs> nothing would surprise yeah. me at this point. You're right, unfortunately. Seven hundred thousand of these podcasts, huh? <laughs> yep. Seven. I'm telling you, seven hundred thousand. Uh, Any one of those kids could have one. They probably do. The Crosswalk Podcast. The crosswalk what do you podcast. do? Yeah. Let's uh, take a short break and come back with Johnny. Who cut the grass? They'll all want to cut the grass when they see Knack Hardware's line of full-width lawnmowers. Full Width makes tough, durable products that last just about, well, forever. 
Full-width snowblowers and lawnmowers are Gumption County's number one seller. Why? Because they recognize there's a more for all walks of life. For those in transition from Diversityville or Euphoria, there's the FW10, the standard push mower, easy to use and very environmentally friendly. For the slightly advanced, the FW15 model. This is a 15-horsepower standard no-frills mower, just enough power to get the job done. And for those of you who just can't get enough, Full Width introduces the Elvin Straight Memorial model. This 302-horsepower machine is the Cadillac of riding mowers and comes with these standard options. A fully convertible bimini top, no fewer than six beer can holders, a garage door opener, twin 42-inch cutting decks, AM-FM stereo cassette with headphones, CD player, cellular phone, air conditioning, and a powerful 302-horsepower six-speed engine. These models will sell fast, so get to Knack Hardware right away to guarantee your lawn and more will be the envy of the neighborhood. This season, go with full-width lawnmowers. Full-width for those who like to know. Hey, who cut the grass? The end of the world as we know it. You feel fine. Joe Cicerez. This John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. Uh, we do know a little bit now the new hands-free law, of course, where you can't have your cell phone in your hand. Uh, state troopers, we don't have uh, all the police departments and that, but we do have the state trooper numbers on what they issued. Uh, troopers issued more than 700 citations and warnings for the hands-free law in the first 10 days since the law went into effect. The Minnesota State Patrol said troopers issued 740 citations and warnings. Uh, in addition to those citations and warnings, troopers also issued 88 citations and warnings for left lane violations during the same time period, according to the State Patrol. I've not seen any numbers from police departments have you, not. Or, or county sheriffs, that no. sort of thing, so... I'd be curious to see. Although, as we talked about yesterday, uh, I see still see. Oh, I do too. Hundreds of people. Yeah. With their phones in their hand driving. I so. still think even my own family is having a sting operation on me looking at the phone, so I just keep it away. <laughs> the Minnesota Department of Health is warning residents to be on alert for cases of severe lung disease potentially related to vaping and e-cigarette use among teens and young adults. MDH said Children's Minnesota has reported four cases of severe lung injury in the metro area potentially related to vaping. The department said the cases are similar to cases reported in Wisconsin and Illinois, although it's still unclear if they're connected. In Minnesota, symptoms have resulted in hospitalizations lasting multiple weeks, with some patients being admitted to the intensive care unit. Clinical signs in Minnesota include shortness of breath, fever, cough, vomiting, and diarrhea. Other symptoms reported include headache, dizziness, and chest pain. MDH says it's working to learn more about the cases after getting reports from Children's Minnesota. Both nicotine and marijuana-based products were reportedly used in the cases, and health officials are asking providers to look for similar cases and report them. According to MDH, people with a history of vaping who are experiencing lung symptoms should seek clinical care and avoid using e-cigarettes and other vaping products. The U.S. Surgeon General calls teen e-cigarette use an epidemic. Locally, the 2017 Minnesota Youth Tobacco Survey found that nearly 20% of high school students use e-cigarettes and 40% have tried them. E-cigarette use has surpassed conventional cigarettes as the most commonly used tobacco product category among youth. Even though I know everything in the world, yes. uh-huh. as your mayor, yep. sure. I know nothing about vaping. Is that just, are you inhaling tobacco smoke? No. Well, what's the it's, point of it's it? It's a liquid, uh, flavored liquid yeah. that you inhale, so it has a flavor. Uh, it gives you your nicotine 
fixed. Well, do you get nicotine? You, you can if you want. You can also get it without nicotine. I have a family member that gets it without nicotine. My mm-hmm. wife, who really? used to smoke. She used to be a heavy smoker. Does not smoke anymore. Uses the vape thing. In lieu does, this, of that. does this make you nervous? Uh, not really. No? It's young adults. She's not very young. Okay. Oh, God, I hope she didn't hear Whoa, that. Oh, I'm sorry that she uh, <laughs> sent her an email to her. I see people with them all the time. I don't I don't find it appealing. Well, yeah. if you're, as a former smoker yourself, yeah. the the actions of going through. Keep your hands busy. Right. And it just the, that's the habitual thing. Yeah. The vaping thing, I don't see the same. You know, I like to be a good fake smoker. I'm not a fake vapor. It doesn't do anything no, for me. No, it's not, and I, I shouldn't say this, but it's not a good look for adult males either. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know how else to put that. It does. Plus, don't they blow up in your pants? Well, it, yeah, so it's very, 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 another, very, very rare. It's another bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look when your pants <laughs> blow up. Say, we've already got word from Priscilla, uh, Priscilla Fellows out in Seattle, that yep. she's coming to see us at the fair, and she's going to make a run to Grunhofer's. Uh, she's going to uh, pack a cooler with dry ice, and she intends to bring home a taste of Minnesota to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Grunhofer, old-fashioned meats, uh, right on the north end of Hugo, yep. on mm-hmm. Highway 61. Easy to get you to. You can't miss it. It's a, become a GL meat clubhouse. Yep. Both M-E-A-T and M-E-E-T. It's just fantastic, and it's all kinds of meats. Not just the world-famous pork brats, but steaks, tri-tip roasts. Uh, help me here. It's everything. It's chicken. It's beef. It's uh, jerky. Listen, this is not me personally, but if you have that plank that you put on your grill and you get some of that smoked salmon that they have up there... Uh, I can't imagine if you are a fish eater that you wouldn't be running back there weekly yeah. because I don't eat it, but the stuff I gave to my dad just looked delicious. Well, that's right up my alley, so maybe that's my next run is to yeah. get the smoked salmon. Oh, you should, I'm sure you're going to love it. From there, I have had so far uh, chicken brats, which are wonderful. I've had the jerky, which is wonderful. I've had the rookie burgers, which are wonderful. Uh, they also make sliders, perfect size sliders, yeah. delicious. Ooh. I've had those. Uh, I also had uh, chicken kebab, which was wonderful, and I had chicken breasts, all and everything. I recommend ham and uh, bacon cut to the way you want it. Yeah, yeah. steaks, everything. It's, every, it's yeah. a meat bazaar. Yeah. It's, it's meat nirvana. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market. That's at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market.com. Yeah. Uh, Ken Cuccinelli is the acting director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services uh, and is rewriting the words on the Statue of Liberty. In an interview, he said yesterday, give me your tired and your poor who can stand on their own two feet and who will not become a public charge. Uh, The words, of course, change from Emma Lazarus's famous words on a bronze plaque at the Statue of Liberty. Cuccinelli was speaking to NPR's Rachel Martin about a new regulation he announced Monday that targets legal immigration. The rule denies green cards and visas to immigrants if they use or are deemed likely to need federal, state, and local government benefits, including food stamps, housing vouchers, and Medicaid. The change stands to impact hundreds of thousands of immigrants who come to the United States legally every year. The final version of the public charge rule is scheduled to be re- uh, published Wednesday in the Federal Register. A public charge refers to a person who relies on any public assistance for help. Are we going to do- inscribe that on the uh, the base of uh, Lady Liberty then? I, I don't think we're changing no? it. No? Okay. No. Give me your poor and huddled masses. A woman's first date went from bad to worse when she was confronted by armed officers after her companion ran off following a police chase. <laughs> She may have had a hint here. Uh, the first date uh, started, uh, well, at a Denny's in Florida. 
with a man she met on a dating website. Oh, there we go. Sad. Strike two. That's Hang on. The woman was a passenger in his car when police tried to pull him over for a minor traffic violation. It gets worse for the woman, too, as you'll hear in a no. minute. Officers tried to stop the car over a tag infringement, but the driver raced away at high speeds before getting out of the vehicle and fleeing the scene at around 2 a.m. in Palm Coast on Thursday. The unidentified woman was left to deal with the Flagler County Sheriff's deputies who used stop sticks to disable the vehicle and bring it to a halt. Authorities said the same uh, woman was involved in a separate incident last month in which another man she was with jumped on her car, smashed the windshield, and knocked her unconscious. The man involved in Thursday's chase with officers was driving erratically. That's why they wanted to pull him over. They never did catch him. Uh, they say they think uh, he... And neither did she. What's their dating site? A police website? <laughs> she told uh, police that the man said he didn't have a driver's license. That's why he was running. But police think he was running for more than just a suspended license, and they say he could have a more serious criminal background. Please tell me the cops gave her a ride home. Uh, I'm sure they did. It's, it doesn't say that, yeah. but I would, I would hope so. I think after she described the events of the, the day, yeah. they probably said, yeah, Jan, let's just take you home. She's really on a losing streak. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad uh, criminals, a man implicated himself in a crime uh, when he signed thief on a receipt after using a stolen credit card. 28-year-old Mark Lattimore inked a receipt after buying several items with the stolen credit card. He stole the card from a woman who told police she gave him a ride. He allegedly used the card to buy a cell phone for $200 at the Metro PCS store. When he signed the receipt, instead of writing a name, he just wrote thief. Is this also Florida? Uh, this was in... Um, you got a little thief with a sense of humor, huh? Well, I think I this was well. in Maryland, if Maryland. I recall the story. In for a penny, right. in for a pound. He also signed as thief... At the Butler Beer and Tobacco Store, after spending forty-two bucks on beer and cigarettes, why only? Why did he stop at forty-two? Yeah, good question. Well, plus, why was it accepted? If he signed, if he signed it, they probably didn't even look. They probably just nobody looks at your signature. I guess not. You, I mean, yours is horrible. It is. You paying cash though? You know, I want to. I want to improve that. Your signature. You want to go harm and play public? uh, You know these adult public education classes that are offered. I wonder if there's a handwriting class. I well, there's a. I envy people who have great handwriting, and I don't have great handwriting. My mom teaches calligraphy in the uh, in the. the I don't want to go so far as calligraphy. I just want to be able to write uh, my name legibly. I don't know if they go down to that. I mean, I I just just you take Judith's class though. You'll be that Joe Souchere will be. Flowing like Harmon Killebrew's autograph. I get handwritten letters from a guy, uh, Sexton. Yeah, it's just it's it's just the most beautiful penmanship you've ever seen in your life. I didn't know he had good penmanship. Oh, it's just fantastic. His son didn't pass on to his son. All right. Uh, once the card had been reported stolen, Butler police found Lattimore on their database after he matched the description. They identified him on video surveillance. Officers confirmed his identity and called him on the phone. Uh, that he purchased with a stolen card. Lattimore charged with receiving stolen property and theft by Do you think deception. the FBI could figure out that, that name out from no. that? No. I, I, I don't think so. No, that uh, that guy's going to fail the lie detector test. I don't know, I don't know how you'd figure that out. That guy's failing the polygraph. Yeah. I noticed when we're at the fair when we sign things that I can always tell where Joe's is. Yep, that's Joe's. But that's I try to be more careful at the fair. Yeah. I mean, when I'm signing a check or something, I don't care. But at the fair, I'm trying to do it for justice. Right. How many checks do you write still? Oh, I don't pay anything except by check. 
I don't pay anything I, online. I write about 20 checks a year, I think. Oh, I write about 20 uh, a month. I write 20 a month. Minimum. Really? Yeah. I, uh, Love to play Lord office. help me. Lord help me. Got some new George H.W. stamps. Uh, got the Battleship Missouri. I got a lot of neat stamps. They already have H.W. stamps out? Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Not W. George H.W. Yeah, George H.W. Well, he's dead. Well, I, I didn't know they moved that fast. I know he's gone. I remember him. I remember the festivities. He's Finally dead. got rid of all my John Lennon stamps. It turned out I didn't like them that much. I, I didn't find them. I didn't have any John Lennon. I had John Lennon. What do you mean you got rid of them? I used, used them. them used them up. Did yeah, you that's any, what you do with stamps. Right. Do you have any, uh, what were the ones I just got rid of? Janice Joplin. I some Janice Joplin. I didn't have any. Stamps. I would have got Janice. Got some of those. They were, they were useful. Is but that I don't, the one where you, if you squeeze the Janice Joplin stamp, a little pork comes out of it? A little what? A little pork? A little pork? Port? No, no, no. Like, a little, like a little pork chop? No. Oh. Wasn't she the one that died with the pork chop? Well, A, it would be Mama Cass. Oh, Mama and, Cass. And B, that's not a true story. It's apocryphal. Oh, it's yeah. not? She, she died of a stroke. Oh, okay. She did not choke on a ham sandwich. Mama Cass, she ain't got no stamp, does uh, she? Janice Joplin died from a heroin overdose. Oh. In a hotel room. Which, Thanks, which is the straight. saddest way to ever die. I'm sorry. Say it's a late gardening note, but I noted today I made a run to Fratelloni's. Seriously, I go to Fratelloni's more than any other store. Petunias or begonias? They're they're thirty percent off. I know they are. You know, I suppose the growing season's running down, huh? Yeah, they still yeah. got an ample supply though. I still want Frats to develop the uh, plastic recycling bin. So, because I'm going there more than I'm going to the I'm grocery also store. Also, telling you when you the, you blew it. The what? kids you used to have yeah. brought the grandkids you used to have. Yeah, and you didn't go. You got to go there to get the the pop. Bring one of the kids over there, the and they can select their, like, root beer oh, or cherry. Oh, they got flavors, yeah. Ace, for Avalone's Ace Hardware, they've got all these old-school pops, and it's so much fun for the kids to pick out their six-pack, yeah. well, just like Papa Joe. should have thought of that. Ours had, does yours have a big display? Ours has a big yeah. wooden display. Yep, it's, it's got huge. all of them lined up. Orange, red, yeah. green. Next yeah. time, remember that, because the kids will love that. I'll never forget a kid I used to have telling his younger sister, You'll just have to wait, but someday you'll get to go to the liquor store with Dad. <laughs> <laughs> just to go get the suckers, right? Oh, yeah, you had to get a sucker. Yeah. Sure. What, what a great trick that was. Bring the kids in for a sucker. Oh, yeah, Bring what the, the hell. In. All right, Rook, it's you and me tomorrow. Uh, it is you and me tomorrow. I think we can hack it. Yeah. We'd be like the old times. the old days. Johnny, we'll see you, what, next week? Next Monday. And then the fair's coming. Yeah. Yeah, next fair's week. coming. We're there opening day of the fair, and we're there the final Friday of the fair, broadcasting from the KSTP television studios, which is immediately adjacent to our uh, old stomping grounds at the cabin right there. 1230 With to 2. 1230 to 2. Deluxe bleachers. Yep. yep. Oh, you got seats. Spare no expenses and, here. And we'll also have uh, items that you can purchase, Garage uh, From the old regular talk shop, there will yep. be a lot of uh, GL Podcast merch. <laughs> merch. Yeah. And right now, as Reavers has promised, go to the GarageLogic.com website. Soon, Greg Holcomb's new cartoon will be posted. The Artist in Residence. Oh the only gosh. illustrated podcast of the 700,000 out there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. See what else makes us unique? Yeah. All right, this is Garage Logic podcast version. Check it all out at GarageLogic.com.